Act Two of the Tragedy of Merriam. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Tragedy of Merriam, the Fair Queen of Jewry, by Elizabeth Carey. Act Two, Scene One. Ferroras and Graffina. Tis true, Graffina. Now the time draws nigh, wherein the holy priest, with hallowed rite, the happy, long desired knot shall tie. Feroras and Graffina to unite. How oft have I, with lifted hands, implored this blessed hour, till now implored in vain, which hath my wished liberty restored, and made my subject self my own again. Thy love, fair maid, upon mine eye doth sit, whose nature hot doth dry the moisture all, which were in nature and in reason fit for my monarchal brother's death to fall. Had Herod lived, he would have plucked my hand from fair Graffina's palm perforce, and tied the same in hateful and despised band, for I had had a baby to my bride. Scarce can her infant tongue with easy voice her name distinguish to another's ear. Yet had he lived, his power, and not my choice, had made me solemnly the contract swear. Have I not cause in such a change to joy? What, though she be my niece, a princess born? Near blood's without respect, high birth a toy, Since love can teach us blood and kindred scorn. What booted it that he did raise my head To be his realm's co-partner, kingdom's mate? With all he kept Graffina from my bed, More wished by me than thrice Judea's state, Oh, could he not be skilful judge in love, That doted so upon his Mariam's face? He for his passion Doris did remove, I needed not a lawful wife displace. It could not be but he had power to judge, But he that never grudged a kingdom's share, This well-known happiness to me did grudge, And meant to be therein without compare else had i been his equal in love's host for though the diadem on mariam's head corrupt the vulgar judgments i will boast graffina's brows as white her cheeks as red why speak'st thou not fair creature move thy tongue for silence is a sign of discontent it were to both our loves too great a wrong if now this hour do find thee sadly bent mistake me not my lord too oft have i desired this time to come with winged feet to be enwrapped with grief when tis too nigh you know my wishes ever yours did meet if i be silent tis no more but fear that i should say too little when i speak but since you will my imperfections bear in spite of doubt i will my silence break yet might amazement tie my moving tongue but that i know before ferora's mind I have admired your affection long, and cannot yet therein a reason find. Your hand hath lifted me from lowest state to highest eminence you wondrous grace, and me your handmaid have you made your mate, though all but you alone do count me base. You have preserved me pure at my request, though you so weak a vassal might constrain to yield to your high will then last not best in my respect a princess you disdain then need not all these favours study crave to be requited by a simple maid 
and study still you know must silence have then be my cause for silence justly weighed but study cannot boot not i requite except your lowly handmaid's steadfast love and fast obedience may your mind delight i will not promise more than i can prove that study needs not let grafina smile and i desire no greater recompense i cannot vaunt me in a glorious style nor show my love in far-fetched eloquence but this believe me never herod's heart hath held his prince-born beauty famed wife in nearer place than thou fair virgin art to him that holds the glory of his life should herod's body leave the sepulchre and entertain the severed ghost again he should not be my nuptial hinderer except he hindered it with dying pain come fair grafina let us go in state this wish endeared time to celebrate Axiant. scene two constabarus and Barbus's sons now valiant friend you have our lives redeemed which lives as saved by you to you are due command and you shall see yourself esteemed our lives and liberties belong to you tis twice six years with hazard of your life you have concealed us from the tyrant's sword the cruel herod's sister were your wife you durst in scorn of fear disgrace afford in recompense we know not what to say a poor reward were thanks for such a merit our truest friendship at your feet we lay the best requital to a noble spirit oh how you wrong our friendship valiant youth with friends there is not such a word as debt where amity is tied with bond of truth all benefits are there in common set then is the golden age with them renewed all names of properties are banished quite division and distinction are eschewed each hath to what belongs to others right and tis not sure so full a benefit freely to give as freely to require a bounteous act hath to glory following it they cause the glory that the act desire all friendship should the pattern imitate of jesse's son and valiant jonathan for neither sovereigns nor fathers hate a friendship fixed on virtue sever can too much of this tis written in the heart and needs no amplifying with the tongue now may you from your living tomb depart where herod's life hath kept you over long too great an injury to a noble mind to be quick buried you had purchased fame some years ago but that you were confined while thousand meaner did advance their name your best of life the prime of all your years your time of action is from you bereft twelve winters have you overpassed in fears yet if you use it well enough is left and who can doubt but you will use it well the sons of babas have it by descent in all their thoughts each action to excel boldly to act and wisely to invent had it not like the hateful cuckoo been whose riper age his infant nurse doth kill so long we had not kept ourselves unseen but constabarus safely crossed our will for had the tyrant fixed his cruel eye on our concealed faces wrath had swayed his justice so 
that he had forced us die. And dearer price than life we should have paid, for you, our truest friend, had fallen with us. And we, much like a house on pillars set, had clean depressed our prop, and therefore thus our ready will with our concealment met. But now that you, fair lord, are dangerless, the sons of Babas shall their rigour show, and prove it was not baseness did oppress our hearts so long, but honour kept them low. Yet do I fear this tale of Herod's death, at last will prove a very tale indeed. It gives me strongly in my mind, his breath will be preserved to make a number bleed. I wish not therefore to be said at large, yet peril to myself I do not fear. Let us for some days longer be your charge, till we of Herod's state the truth do hear. What, art thou turned a coward, noble youth, that thou beginst to doubt undoubted truth? Were it my brother's tongue that cast this doubt, I from his heart would have the question out, with this confession. But tis you, my lord, against whose head I must not lift a sword. I am so tied in gratitude. Believe, you have no cause to take it ill. If any word of mine your heart did grieve, the word dissented from the speaker's will. I know it was not fear the doubt begun, but rather valour and your care of me. A coward could not be your father's son. Yet know I doubts unnecessary be, for who can think that in Antonius' fall Herod his bosom friend should scape unbruised? Then, Caesar, we might thee an idiot call, if thou by him shouldst be so far abused. Lord Constabarus, let me tell you this. Upon submission Caesar will forgive, and therefore, though the tyrant did amiss, it may fall out that he will let him live. Not many years agone it is since I, directed thither by my father's care, in famous Rome for twice twelve months did lie, my life from Hebrews' cruelty to spare. There, though I were but yet of boyish age, I bent mine eye to mark, mine ears to hear, where I did see Octavius, then a page, when first he did to Julius's sight appear. Methought I saw such mildness in his face, and such a sweetness in his looks did grow, withal commixed with so majestic grace his physnomy his fortune did foreshow. For this I am indebted to mine eye. But then mine ear received more evidence, by that I knew his love to clemency, how he with hottest choler could dispense. But we have more than barely heard the news, it hath been twice confirmed, and though some tongue might be so false with false report to abuse, a false report hath never lasted long. But be it so that Herod have his life, concealment would not then a whit avail for certain tis that she that was my wife would not to set her accusation fail and therefore now as good the venture give and free ourselves from blot of cowardice as show a pitiful desire to live for who can pity but they must despise i yield but to necessity i yield i dare upon this doubt engage mine arm that Herod shall again this kingdom wield, and prove his death to be a false alarm. I doubt it, too. God grant it be an error. Tis best without a cause to be in terror. 
and rather had I, though my soul be mine, my soul should lie than prove a true divine. Come, come, let fear go seek a dastard's nest. Undaunted courage lies in a noble breast. Exeunt. Scene three. Doris and Antipater. You royal buildings bow your lofty side, and scope to her that is by right your queen. Let your humility upbraid the pride of those in whom no due respect is seen. Nine times have we with trumpet's haughty sound, and banishing sour leaven from our taste, observed the feast that takes the fruit from ground. Since I, fair city, did behold thee last, so long it is since Miriam's purer cheek did rob from mine the glory, and so long since I returned my native town to seek. And with me nothing but this sense of wrong, and thee, my boy, whose birth, though great it were, yet have thy after fortunes proved but poor. When thou wert born, how little did I fear thou shouldst be thrust from forth thy father's door. Art thou not Herod's right-begotten son? Was not the hapless Doris Herod's wife? Yes, ere he had the Hebrew kingdom won, I was companion to his private life. Was I not fair enough to be a queen? Why, ere thou wert to me false monarch tied, my lack of beauty might as well be seen as after I had lived five years thy bride. Yet then thine oath came pouring like the rain, which all affirmed my face without compare, and that if thou mightst Doris's love obtain, for all the world besides thou didst not care. Then I was young and rich and nobly born, and therefore worthy to be Herod's mate. Yet thou ungrateful cast me off with scorn, when heaven's purpose raised your meaner fate. Oft have I begged for vengeance for this fact, and with dejected knees, aspiring hands, have prayed the highest power to enact the fall of her that on my trophy stands. Revenge I have according to my will, yet where I wished this vengeance did not light, I wished it should high-hearted Miriam kill, but it against my Wilhelm lord did fight. With thee, sweet boy, I came, and came to try, if thou before his bastards might be placed, in Harold's royal seat and dignity. But Miriam's infants here are only graced, and now for us there doth no hope remain, yet we will not return till Herod's end be more confirmed. Perchance he is not slain, so glorious fortunes may my boy attend, for if he live, he'll think it doth suffice, that he to Doris shows such cruelty." For as he did my wretched life despise, so do I know I shall despise and die. Let him but prove as natural to thee as cruel to thy miserable mother. His cruelty shall not upbraided be, but in thy fortunes I his faults will smother. Each mouth within the city loudly cries that Herod's death is certain. Therefore we had best some subtle hidden plot devise, that Mariam's children might subverted be by poison's drink, or else by murderous knife. So we may be advanced, it skills not how. They are but bastards. You were Herod's wife, and foul adultery blotteth Mariam's brow. They are too strong to be by us removed, or else revenges foulest spotted face. By our detested wrongs might be approved, but weakness must to greater power give place. But let us now retire to grieve alone, for solitariness best fitteth moan. Exeunt. 
Scene four. Sileus and Constabarus. Well met, Judean lord, the only wind. Sileus wished to see. I am to call thy tongue to strict account. For what despite I ready am to hear and answer all. But if directly at the cause I guess that breeds this challenge, you must pardon me. And now some other ground of fight profess, for I have vowed, vows must unbroken be. What may be your exception? Let me know. Why aught concerning Salome? My sword shall not be wielded for a cause so low. A blow for her my arm will scorn to ford. It is for slandering her unspotted name, and I will make thee in thy vows despite. Suck up the breath that did my mistress blame, and swallow it again to do her right. I prithee, give some other quarrel ground to find beginning. Rail against my name, or strike me first, or let some scarlet wound inflame my courage, give me words of shame. Do thou our Moses' sacred laws disgrace, deprave our nation, do me some despite. I'm apt enough to fight in any case, but yet for Salome I will not fight. Not for I aught but Salome, my sword, that owes his service to her sacred name, will not an edge for other cause suffered. In other fight I am not sure of fame. For her I pity thee enough already. For her I therefore will not mangle thee. A woman with a heart so most unsteady will of herself sufficient torture be. I cannot envy for so light a gain. Her mind with such unconstancy doth run. As with a word thou didst her love obtain, so with a word she will from thee be won. So light as her possessions for most day is her affections lost. To me tis known as good go hold the wind as make her stay. She never loves but till she call her own. She merely is a painted sepulchre that is both fair and vilely foul at once. Though on her outside graces garnish her, her mind is filled with worse than rotten bones, and ever ready lifted is her hand to aim destruction at a husband's throat. For proofs, Josephus and myself do stand. Though once on both of us she seemed to dote, her mouth, though serpent-like it never hisses, yet like a serpent, poisons where it kisses. Well, Hebrew, well, thou barkst, but wilt not bite. I tell thee still, for her I will not fight. Why then, I call thee covered. From my heart I give thee thanks. A coward's hateful name cannot to valiant minds a blot impart, and therefore I with joy receive the same. Thou knowest I am no coward. Thou wert by at the Arabian battle the other day, and sawst my sword with daring valiancy among the faint Arabians cut my way. The blood of foes no more could let it shine, and twas enamelled with some of thine. But now have at thee, not for Salome I fight, but to discharge a coward's style. Here gins the fight that shall not parted be before a soul or two endure exile. They fight. Thy sword hath made some windows for my blood, to show a horrid crimson physiognomy, to breathe for both of us methinks were good. The day will give us time enough to die. With all my heart take breath, thou shalt have time, and if thou list a twelve-month, let us end. 
into thy cheeks there doth a paleness climb thou canst not from my sword thyself defend what needest thou for salome to fight thou hast her and mayst keep her none strives for her i willingly to thee resign my right for in my very soul i do abhor her thou seest that i am fresh unwounded yet then not for fear i do this offer make thou art with loss of blood to fight unfit for here is one and, and there another take i will not leave as long as breath remains within my wounded body spare your words my heart and blood steed courage entertains salome's love no place for fear affords oh could thy soul but prophesy like mine i would not wonder thou shouldst long to die for salome if i a right divine will be then death a greater misery then list i will breathe no longer they fight do thy will i hateless fight and charitably kill ay ay pity thyself Soleus. let not death intrude before his time into thy heart alas it is too late to fear his breath is from his body now about to part how fairest thou brave arabian very well my leg is hurt i can no longer fight it only grieves me that so soon i fell before fair salome's wrongs i came to ride thy wounds are less than mortal never fear thou shalt a safe and quick recovery find come i will thee unto my lodging bear i hate thy body but i love thy mind thanks noble jew i see a courteous foe stern enmity to friendship can no art had not my heart and tongue engaged me so i would from thee no foe but friend depart my heart to salome is tied too fast to leave our love for friendship yet my skill shall be employed to make your favour last and i will honour constabarus still i ope my bosom to thee and will take thee in as a friend and grieve for thy complaint but if we do not expedition make thy loss of blood i fear will make thee faint Exeunt. chorus to hear a tale with ears prejudicate it spoils the judgment and corrupts the sense that human error given to every state is greater enemy to innocence it makes us foolish heady rash unjust it makes us never try before we trust it will confound the meaning change the words for it our sense of hearing much deceives besides no time of judgment it affords to weigh the circumstance our ear receives the ground of accidents it never tries but makes us take for truth ten thousand lies our ears and hearts are apt to hold for good that we ourselves do most desire to be and then we drown objections in the flood of partiality tis that we see that makes false rumours long with credit past though they like rumours must conclude at last the greatest part of us prejudicate with wishing herod's death do hold it true the being once deluded doth not bait the credit to a better likelihood due those few that wish it not the multitude do carry headlong 
so they doubts conclude they not object the weak uncertain ground whereon they built this tale of herod's end whereof the author scarcely can be found and all because their wishes that way bend they think not of the peril that ensueth if this should prove the contrary to truth on this same doubt on this so light a breath they pawn their lives and fortunes for they all behave them as the news of herod's death they did of most undoubted credit call but if their actions now do rightly hit let them commend their fortune not their wit end of act two